This is the So Worth It podcast, a place where we're talking about growing a business while raising a family, not to mention all of the crazy, fun, and hard stuff that comes with it. I'm sure I don't have to tell you, none of it's easy, but it is so worth it. If that sounds like your sort of thing, stick around. I'm your host, Jackie Ellis. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back to So Worth It. I just want to thank you real quick for taking the time to tune in to this podcast. I am really excited to share with you today's episode. Like so many of my episodes, it was inspired by something that recently happened in my life, more so than my business, but it really made me think about business. Here in the Pacific Northwest, it has been so wintry on on and off. It's been, and for you listening, maybe you've had a rough winter too. It's been like teasing some sun and then cold and then rain and it turns into snow and then we get like an accumulation of snow and then it melts and then two days later we have more snow. It's just been crazy. And I'm over it. <laughs> I'm so ready for spring. I can't even tell you. Just some sunshine and just cleaning things up. You know, I got out in the yard over the weekend and um, actually hired someone to remove some very thorny, very annoying bushes. I don't know why God made these bushes with these thorns. I can't even tell you. The thorns are like needle, like, like, the thinnest, pointiest, you can't even see them almost. They're so skinny and they're so long and they pierce right through your gardening gloves. I hate them. Hate them. I've had them stuck in my dog's feet before. Anyway, so I hired someone to come remove these bushes. I'm so excited and just got to cleaning up the yard a little bit. And it inspired, like, I also have this feeling of cleaning up things in my business. From my project management tool, it gets junky, gunky, whatever you want to call it, from having so many people doing so many things in there that things you know get created and then not cleaned up or not reorganized. My Google Drive, you know, where we save all of our files and documents, it could stand some cleanup as well. Just lots of things, you know, um, what we have, what I call the back burner, like kind of like a parking lot where we park ideas for later, um, things that we're not going to do right now, but we want to get to eventually, like that list becomes really long and it's good to get it out of my brain and get it on that list. But there is something about having that list, like knowing that that list is there with things waiting for me that does feel a little bit heavy. So it's like going back through that seasonally, maybe quarterly and cleaning that up. There's just a feeling of spring cleaning over here in my life, in my business, everything. And so today I wanted to share with you a little bit about some processes, specifically a new client onboarding process. Okay. What does this have to do with spring cleaning? Well, this is because this is such an important process in my business. And I actually teach other agency owners, other business owners, and that sort of thing, 
I speak on this occasionally, how to create a smooth onboarding process or how to create an onboarding system. I wanted to share this with you today. If you're a service provider of any sort, I think that this will be valuable for you. Okay. This also comes up and you're going to hear about this in another episode, but this also comes up because I recently had a situation with a contractor in my personal life, not in my business, who did a really, really poor job of, of what happens after you acquire a new customer. Okay. And although they wouldn't probably call it onboarding, I'm going to call it onboarding. (laughs) That really sets the tone for a relationship with you and your clients. And because of this situation, I decided not to move forward with this business just because of the poor process that was, I mean, more than poor. You'll have to tune into an upcoming episode to find out more about that because I am going to dish, I'm going to give you the scoop (laughs) on everything that happened there. But what I want to share with you today is just the, how important the client, new client onboarding process is and what it looks like for us from both the system side and from the client side. Okay. Cause that's something that you have to think about when you're, when you're doing work for clients, when, or when you are a service-based business, I guess that's what it comes down to. When you are a service-based business, you want the admin side, the thing that your team has to do You want it to be clean and clear and an easy process to implement and repeat, right? It has to be repeatable, probably also needs to be scalable, (laughs) but it needs, and it needs to be simple so that everyone can understand. But you also have to step back and think about from the customer's side of things. How does it feel? How smooth is it? How easy is it for them? In most cases with service-based businesses, especially agencies, we provide a done-for-you service, right? Done-for-you to our clients means it shouldn't be burdensome to the client. Yeah, they might have to make some decisions here and there, but for the most part, we're doing the work for them. So you want to keep that in mind with the onboarding process too. There's a lot of information that you may have to gather to get started with a client. How smooth can you make that? So what I want to share with you is what it looks like from a process standpoint on my team. Okay. Now we're going to talk about like from the point forward that a client says, yes, I want to work with you. And here is my payment or my deposit or whatever you have confirmed you're moving forward. And now we are kicking off our work together. Okay. One small little side note here is that you you do want to have some kind of formal indication that your work has started together. Usually this is indicated by a contract, a payment, something like that, right? Because this is, you would be surprised with how, how wishy-washy this can become sometimes with clients. Like when is their technical start date? When do they make their next payment? That sort of thing. And you want to set clear, you want to make that very clear so that boundaries are not, you know, skewed. Okay. So when a client says they're ready to work with us, usually a payment is made. They sign the proposal, a payment is made, and that automatically sends them their contract. Okay. The proposal outlines the details, but 
a payment is like you're serious. Okay. We used to do it the opposite way. We used to send them the contract and then, then the invoice for the payment. We actually do it the other way now. I don't know that that's necessarily the right way to do things, but it works for us. Okay. So my team on the, on the back end side of things in my business, my team is assigned two separate lists of tasks. Okay. We have the admin client onboarding, and then we have the ads team client onboarding. Okay. Remember we run ads for clients. Um, if we're bringing on a client for some other project, there would be a different onboarding process in place there, but every client gets the admin client onboarding. Okay. So I'm going to go through, I'm literally going to go through the list of things that my admin team makes sure is done for clients so that we are not scrambling and so that we make this as easy as possible. Okay. So like I said, payment and contract are automated, but my admin, my admin team will go in and make sure that the client service agreement and the statement of work. So that's where we set our boundaries for what is included in the deliverables. Admin, make sure that that has been signed and that we countersign it. Okay. Just because we send a contract does not mean that the client automatically signs it. So we have to confirm that. Okay. The next thing that happens is we make sure that all of the tasks we need to do get assigned out to our team. So it's not always the same person that is, um, is working with certain clients, right? So we need to make sure that the right people are like on the right bus, <laughs> in the right seats on the right bus, right? So we create a project inside of our project management tool. Someone has to do that. We book an onboarding call with the client and the onboarding specialist. So that has to be coordinated. Okay. We create the client's Google Drive, and then we add the client to the Google Drive, and then we add anyone on the team that wouldn't automatically have access to the Google Drive. Sometimes our clients also want their team to have access to, to those files in the drive, and that's fine. We can add those team members as well. We create um, an internal communication channel, and then we add our team members that are going to be working with that client. So we use Slack for our team communication. So we have a channel called client, whatever the client's name is. And we add all the necessary, um, the key players into that team, not the client, but just my team, right? Then all of the other tools that we use for managing our clients. So we have to create like the folder or the tag or whatever it is so that we can easily find things associated with that client. So like a spreadsheet for reporting, a Loom folder for all the videos that we record for clients. We send out our uh, welcome postcard. We order a gift, a welcome gift for the client, which by the way, I'm very proud of this, but our postcard actually has a QR code on it. With When you scan the QR code, it sends you a video of our team welcoming you to our services. So that's kind of fun. And then we send the client a gift. We then hand off the onboarding part two to the ads team. Okay. I don't think that that's probably as relevant part of the process 
it depends on what kind of service you offer, right? Our ads team client onboarding is very specific, like doing research, gaining access to software, doing an ad account audit, like those things are very specific to ads management, right? So you're probably not interested in hearing all of those things. But I will tell you, all of the information that my ads team needs in order to do those tasks is gathered on the onboarding call or in the new client intake form, okay? Now, our new client intake form, we have modified over and over and over probably, there are many iterations of this because we have gone back and forth between asking every single question possible that we could ask the client so that we have all the information in one place to making it as basic as possible and then asking questions on the strategy call. And I haven't quite found the perfect solution yet. It kind of depends on the client, to be honest with you. Some clients want to sit down and knock out a questionnaire. And so we give them that opportunity. Some clients will show up to their strategy call not having completed that questionnaire or that intake form. And in that case, we knock it out there together. And a lot of clients prefer that method because it feels like double, like the other way feels like double the time, right? They have to sit down and fill out a form and then also get on a strategy call. And they're like, can't we just knock this all out in one sitting? And so they find that that is helpful. But on that strategy call, I am confirming that I have everything that I need from them because the worst in my opinion, some of the worst service that you can offer your your clients is to have to go back to them multiple times asking for information. Information that you could have gathered once in a questionnaire or information you could have asked while you were on the call or information that you have to ask because you lost the answers. That's even worse, right? So we want to make sure that we have a checklist on that call of all the things and we're checking off. We have this, we have this, we have this, we have this, and then we can talk strategy. Let's flip sides a little bit. So you see what it's like from my team's process of onboarding a client. What does that feel like from the client's perspective, right? Now, when a new client comes on and they say, yes, that is the most excited that they are going to ever be to work with you. Okay. It's like, I don't even know what, what it is the equivalent of like, they see the potential for you solving their problem or them getting this thing off of their plate. And they like in that moment want to start. So you need to move things along as quickly as possible. Okay. If they have to wait or they're confused about the next step and that step isn't automatically coming to them, then they're actually, as soon as they commit, they're actually rethinking that. Did I make the right decision? So the reason that I bring this up is because I actually think that automating the first couple pieces of your onboarding is crucial. Okay. We use a tool called Debsato. If you are interested in using Dubsado in the show notes, I'll share the link where you can, an, an affiliate link actually, where if you sign up through the link, we get a little credit for sending you their way. But what I love about Dubsado is you can set up a little workflow that would automatically send out emails to them, okay? Like three steps maybe, right? The proposal, 
the invoice, the contract, and I actually have mine set up too, that if they don't sign the contract, it sends them reminders. <laughs> As you can see, we've had that situation happen many times, but that very simple three-part system or three-step you know, automation will save you so much time and money, right? Because if you're not getting paid because they're not sure where the invoice is or it's not going out to them automatically or you forgot to send it or something like that, like you're losing money, right? So that from a client perspective, well, from both sides, to be honest, you have something automated that now you don't have to worry about. And the client is very clear on what the next steps are and they're delivered to them automatically. So we take it even one step further. In our workflow, ours is set up to trigger the next step based on the action that they just took. So if they sign the proposal, it automatically sends them the next thing. When they do that, it automatically sends them the next thing, right? And I feel like that just makes for a very smooth forward momentum and also very clear for the client, all right? Now, I kind of already touched on what happens after that and why it's so important to not put all of the burden on the client's shoulders. They came to you because they want you to solve a problem for them. And whether that problem is big or small, they're trying to get it off of their own plate. Okay. So step back for a second and think about the choices that you have when you buy something. Maybe you're not buying a service. Maybe you're buying, I don't, I don't even know what you're buying right now. Here, let me give an example. I am looking at faster internet speed for my work. Okay. And I, I'm a slow decision maker. I've been looking at the options for months probably, and I haven't made a decision, but it's coming to the time where I have to make a decision. Am I willing to invest my time in taking longer to do tasks because my internet isn't quite as fast as I would like it? Right. And I really do think that my internet is slowing me down, which I'm very proud to say, does that mean that my brain works faster than my internet? Cause that would be amazing. <laughs> I, doubt, I doubt that that's the case, but clicking around, it just has a little bit of a delay. And I feel like that those little delays, they add up. Right. So I either have to invest my time and be okay with those little delays clicking from tab to tab or whatever, or I invest my money to get things done faster. Now it's the same thing with service that you buy or that someone is buying from you. They could do it themselves and it would take their time, but they're paying you for speed, right? Cause you're going to do that, that for them. You're probably going to do it faster, hopefully. And you're going to take the stress or the weight of that off of their shoulders. So we want to make sure that the first taste of working with us doesn't feel like the stress is still on their shoulders, that they're still having to do the work. So what can you do as a service provider to make that feel easy? Maybe that means that you do some of the, the research yourself. Maybe you can find, for us, we need to know things about clients like their branding like their colors and their fonts that they like to use because we design creatives for our clients. Maybe um, we also write copy for our clients. So maybe we also do some research on their voice based on how they write on their website or in their blog posts or on their social media, right? Instead of asking them flat out, 
tell me about your brand voice. They might not know exactly how to respond to that, but we can dig in and do the research and not have to really bother them with that, right? How can you make it easier? All right. Now, when it comes to the actual system of onboarding your clients, I have something that might make it easy for you. Now, this is specifically for ads managers, but like I said, there's two parts to our onboarding process, so this might be helpful for any service provider. But if you use ClickUp, our project management system that we love and recommend, I'll also link up um, an affiliate link in the show notes. If you use ClickUp or Asana for project management, you're going to love this. In my shop on my website, we have a new client onboarding system packaged out for you. It is exactly the system that I use in my business. So you get the admin side of things. You get the ads manager side of, or the ads team side of things. If you're an ads manager, if you're not an ads manager, you can just omit that part. In my shop, you'll also find that we have new client email templates. These are specifically for, for, um, service providers. And it is like the email that you could send to send out a proposal or to word an email that says that your invoice is overdue. Okay. So go to my shop. If you're interested in either of these templates, you guys, I am sharing pretty much what we have used with our clients for onboarding and sending these emails. And you can find them at jackie-ellis.com slash shop. Okay. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. There's a lot more coming for ser- specifically for service providers. So stay tuned for the upcoming shows. I'm really excited to dig a little bit deeper with you. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate a review. It helps us get seen um, and be heard. And I, this is how podcasts survive. So if you have a moment to leave a review, I would love that. All right. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. As always, you can find show notes, links, and more over at Jackie-Ellis.com. And if we haven't connected yet, make sure you come find me on Instagram at I am Jackie Ellis and shoot me a DM. Let me know what episode you listened to and what you thought. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much for being brave, being amazing, and just being you. I can't wait until next time.